podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. everyone, this is Nikki Yu, also known as Faces Trader, and you're watching the Awesome 10x Global Market Update. It's a Friday, so just reminding all of you to watch our free Friday classes. It's always 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Philippine time here on Awesome 10x YouTube channel. So why don't you like, subscribe, and share so that the algorithms can know that we are worth following. Okay, so um, let's go and start. Let's begin. This is our Twitter page, so um, do follow us on our Twitter. My Twitter account is at Faces Trader. And you could see that I was extremely excited about the lighter companies that I own, especially Angus Pakala, the wonderful man who is the CEO of Auster. And I said everyone who wasn't aware of it is a loser. And we bought some at 10.35 and 10.80 last night when it was getting crushed, only to see that, of course, the future of autonomy, um, the NVIDIA partner, the Amazon Robotics partner, the Honeywell partner, the Postmates, Microsoft, Google, Simons, uh, Qualcomm, NVIDIA, Daimler, uh, the Waymo, uh, all of the luminaries, the big tech, are all um, involved with CLA. It is an awesome 10x inner pick. And uh, to read and understand CLA, also known as Ouster, lighter for the masses, do try to check out our, our inner circle class on this, January 5, 2021, wherein we discuss CLA. Um, it's uh, categories in defense, security systems, robotics, drones, autonomous vehicles, sliders, and of course, um, all of those applications that are useful in a self-driving taxi world. So you could see that it has so many applications and they had their ouster investor day. So um, I want you to see that CLA actually, um, our love has heard our call. And last night, CLA warrants were up 35% and your CLA is 12.6 or 21% up last night. For those who are involved in this pack, um, happy to say that Awesome 10X is happy with CLA as well, and we consider it an Awesome 10X name. Do note that uh, CLA in the short term might have a resistance somewhere in the $15 area, as you could see that the, Philipp that the U.S. market continues to trade in a choppy world. So um, very strong moves last night. Um, you could see that $12 here after hours was still trading upward. But very clearly, we do see a selling off here of Colonnade acquisition, perhaps at $15 in the short term. Now, of course, in the long term, we do think that this is a long-term uh, winner. So um, any dips will actually be a great buying signal for Awesome 10X. So very, very strong names. Um, all right, so um, for some people, we argue that um, you know we we argued that the market crash was in time to buy, and uh, of course uh, some of us did buy a lot, and uh, it it seems as if a lot of people say that um, stocks always go up. We do know that stocks don't always go up; they also crash, they also go sideways, and in the short term, it would seem as if the U.S. markets are still in a short term um, rebound. So it's a long-term uh, high, long-term going to go up, but in the short term, you do have a lot of resistances to battle with. So um, let's take a look at some people who like to um, 
compare and contrast the Nasdaq with a lot of uh, currencies uh, like uh, cryptocurrencies, so far it is indeed true that um, cryptocurrencies are very strong. Um, the U.S. markets are being compared, of course, with uh, a lot of uh, crypto markets. And um, I think that the comparison shouldn't be always uh, done because they are different markets. They are different volatilities as well. Um, but that said, we have noticed, of course, that BTCs have been trending higher and almost trading at near all-time highs. So um, with, with the strength of BTCs, it should be noted that the strength of BTCs is actually conducive to the strength of the markets itself, uh, strength of your U.S. markets itself. Your high-tech growth stocks will also be strong. So nonetheless, let's take a look at scenario planning here. If this 13,000 uh, right now in the NASDAQ will be a resistance tonight, even if it rallies about 13,500 with, uh, with a stimulus, we do think that uh, advances like these should be taken as a sell, even if it can go to about 14,000. So we don't want to be selling um, in, any, uh, in any particular, um, what is, what, how should I say this? You don't want to sell on any, um, on any downturn. You want to sell on upturns. So as high as it goes, let's see whether you have to raise some cash, whether it goes to about 13,000 tonight, um, further up to about 13,500 or even at 14,000. So you should be more aware of, uh, of trimming uh, rather than pushing buys. So um, Asian stocks are up, Biden is signing a stimulus, lower yields boosting the technology. So um, it's good to see that the technology names are back in the upturn. But uh, do be aware that um, this upturn might be short-lived. So it could be um, a consolidation. Perhaps a consolidation to the downside is uh, muted um, with, with a lot of your risk on indicators, of course, going up. So let's take a look at Tesla. Very strong moves. Can it go higher to about 780 or 770? So in the short term, it uh, looks like Tesla has a higher low, had a short-term low here at about 550. Um, this was the exact low, about uh, 539. And then you've got 600, a higher low here at about 670. And in the short term, the first resistance might be here at about 760 to 770. Um, this is the first short term uh, resistance, 760. Of course, uh, anything can happen. This can actually consolidate first and then break above. In the long term, we do think that in the long term, yes, it goes break above 890. But in the short term, anything can happen. So just be aware of uh, potential resistances in the short term. Now, of course, a lot of people are um, comparing um, the cryptocurrencies again. So with BTCs at 57,000, we do note that uh, blockchain names are perhaps one of the best ways to actually enter when you're doing a blockchain stock portfolio. So the fintechs like um, your TSN PDs are still trading at about $3 right now. So I would say that this drop here about TS for TSN PD, aka HumblePay, is a potential area to buy into. Take note that your BitFarms is now trading still at about $10. Uh, let's take a look at BitF. So let's take a look at the blockchain stocks related names. BitFarms is trading at about $6.35, still a higher low, so very strong moves. It can go to about $7 or $9. You can see that the hot mining, which owns a lot of BTCs, should potentially go higher from about $10 all the way to about $12 to $14 in the next coming days. And then, of course, let's take a look at some more crypto related names. 
your your Huobi Tech actually uh, at about sixteen dollars uh, looks to be supported, right? Uh, sixteen below, but here it's a bit uh, choppy. So what you're seeing here is choppiness despite the strength of BTC. So um, not all blockchain stocks are able to get uh, break above the highs. Compare what's happening with Huobi Tech versus BTC dollar. It's uh, BTC is already nearing the all-time highs, but uh, some of your crypto chains aren't really uh, hitting all-time highs. So there is some skepticism about some uh, crypto names on um, on how high the markets can go. Let's take a look at how um, how the markets traded in a volatile manner. Riot blockchain actually is at a lower high here, about sixty three dollars. So some people are actually using these rallies, about a big rally from about less than thirty six dollars to about sixty three, a real rebound move. But uh, it it might be actually sold down. With a lot of buyers, perhaps in the next coming days, uh, if that is the low, then maybe the next coming days would have a low here about 41. Um, of course, you've got the Maras, the MSTRs. I do see that there are still resistances that you have to battle with, despite the fact that BTCs are going all-time highs. So um, this level last night, about $42 for Mara, is actually more of a potential um, opportunity to sell rather than an opportunity to buy. You've got Amara, you've got Canaan. Yes, Canaan was very strong. And uh, however, even if you sold at about $30, even if it rallied to $36, I'd say that these are all um, extensions to sell into. So you want to be selling on extensions rather than buying extensions. Um, so very strong movements, of course. Uh, let's take a look. Your QT, Qitian is actually um, a Chinese fintech name. Um, every time um, your blockchains are rising, these Chinese fintechs are also rising. However, you'll notice that we do have a sell signal on the way up. So um, if you were buying this at about $2 area last couple, couple of weeks, like uh, last Friday, we were advocating to buy the crashes. Uh, in particular, we were buying Tesla, NIO, and XPeng. Uh, but let's assume that you got in because last Friday was a massive crash and there was a lot of opportunities everywhere. Chitian, if you were buying at about $2, it's now trading at 2.7 or you're up about 35% in just a week. So I would argue that $270 to $3 for Chitian would have some selling pressure tonight. Your JFU and Ebon might have rallies, yes, but um, be careful on the, on the way up. So um, this is not um, a non-resistance rally. If Ebon rally to about 8 and 9, do see that there is a resistance. It's not a takeoff soon. Um, your JFU will have resistance at about 230 areas. So these areas at about 230, um, JFU is still at the oversold region here about 180. But if this rallied about 50 cents tonight, about uh, whether tonight or next week, I'd say that about 230 to 250, there will be some resistances on the way up. So uh, very strong movements in the market. You could see very strong strengths. Um, but take note that there will be resistances on the way up. <clears throat> so a lot of people are actually um, bragging about their gains. But um, you have to be careful about whether those gains can be sustained uh, in the short term. Um, with a lot of volatility that we are seeing in the markets, any, uh, any rallies would actually be sold down um, easily and it could get wiped out in just a few days as well so um take opportunity to be selling on the way up so whether you've caught caught the lows of serens uh, our favorites right buying here at about 88 but selling here at about 113 all the way to 120 so today is more of a selling day um happy to say that uh, we did buy a lot of crashes you could see that in my account yes i've been buying the crashes um some positions i've been selling already took profits on some nano dimension and neo in the run-up 
So Nano Dimension was nearing $11 last night. Um, that seems to be a good resistance point to be selling, even if it can rally tonight to about 12 to 13. Very strong resistances on Nano Dimension here at about 15. Uh, 15 collapsing all the way to about 7 seems to be supported. So we bought in here, uh, even if it fell to 5, which it never did. So you want to be selling 7 to 12. Uh, and we we and what I'm saying is what I'm doing as well. So sold some Nano Dimension. NEO is uh, perhaps uh, making this correction move, right? So a uh, very strong oversold bounce here. Uh, strong long-term, not, that's not a question. But um, at $50 area or 48 to 50, do understand that there will be resistances on the way up. So a 10% or a 5% continuous rally tonight might actually be sold out. So um, these extensions, in my view, will probably be a, res uh, a resistance in the long-term. So even if we do rally in the next coming days um, or next few months, I'd say that the $68, $65 area for NEO is really a potential resistance. So your $880 for your Teslas is, is a resistance in the short term. Um, NEO, Tesla, XPEV. So that means that uh, your XPEV would have resistances here at about $39 to $45. So be aware about that. Very strong movements, of course. Uh, I'd say that XPEV could still continue rallying tonight. About 10%. There is a, we saw that a 70% reward was in the, in the running if we got in at about 26, 27, which we did. So uh, we might see a sell off only at about 46 in the short term. So let's see where it takes us. Any downturns back to about $30, I'd say that people would still continue to buy XPeng because it is very oversold. Um, Ehang rallied quite strongly last night at about 51 but this is already a 70% move from last Friday's low of about 29 to $30. So do expect that some people will take profits, 51 all the way to $60 if Ehang continues to go stronger. So um, it's possible that 80, um, that is a resistance, and then this 60 area is also resistance in the short term. So uh, no matter what you think about the company in the long term, please understand that in the short term, there are these resistances to battle with. Um, several things to note. All right. Um, let's take a look at the e-commerce sector. Very strong movements last night all across the board. <clears throat> your um, your Fastly's rally to about 75. Do see a uh, resistance on Fastly at about uh, 85 to $90. So very strong support at 65. But um, very strong resistance as well in the short term. Market is still um, corrective, I'd say. So um, don't expect an easy way up in the markets. Um, I am more of a technical nature so far, um, but I do love a lot of long-term names. I think like um, a lot of people like to be just, um, you know, at the end of the day, nobody's going to be content with the market. Um, when you're up 100%, somebody wants a 50% or 500% or, you know, other people might even want 1,000% in the short term. And um, I'd say that... Um, that could be fine in the past, but in the in the short term right now, um, you do see a lot of uh, potential headwinds that you can't just uh, ignore. So here in FASI, very strong resistances at 95. Do see 85 of first, as a first resistance. If you got in at about 66 area, 65 area here, you should be aware that um, any rallies back to about 85 to 95 should be resistance uh, area. Um, nonetheless, should be should you be a chicken little in everything? I'd say no. Um, you you don't not you don't have to be a chicken little in everything. There are some uh, still oversold names that are yet to rebound. An example would be um, companies like 
I'd say uh, CD Project is at 220. It's actually uh, an area of support, I would say. Uh, some SaaS names that you that are your favorites. Um, actually, um, the correction is gonna be asking you whether you actually know the companies that you like and uh, the companies that you're willing to average down if the market uh, took took it down. Like example, there are SPACs that are ten dollars. I'd say that um, not all SPACs are able to rally yet. So you've got AACQ still trading at about ten dollars seventy. These are potential oversold counters that can go up as high as 12, at least a 20% rally. At here at about 1078, could still rally to about $12. I'd say that from an oversold perspective, your AHAC is still trading at $11. Here, 1150 can rally to about 13. In general, um, there are SPACs that you have to be unloading. An example of a SPAC that you should be unloading would be um, prior SPACs, like maybe Laser. Um, compare Laser versus your Ouster. Here for laser, I'd say $28 to $30 would still be sell sold off. The $33 mark here is really a sell-off area. I'd say that um, these are still continuous sell-offs. For digital advertising, by the way, I do think that there's extensions that you have to sell into. Your magnet at $60 is a real top. Um, it's still loading. Let me load it out. You guys are still there, right? Okay. Um, yeah. So... Um, the market will test whether you know uh, how to do your fundamentals, right? So um, it's not about just, uh, it, it's not also about just fundamentals, but also asking the market is asking you whether you're fluid with your exposures. Do you know how to go cash exposures or do you have to go margin? That's, that's really what the market is asking you to be aware of. So it's not about being a chicken or being a pig. It's really about being human allowing yourself to have drawdowns in some companies that you believe in, knowing that, hey, I might not be able to get by the bottom, but at these levels, I'm really willing to buy in. Let's say you were, you were buying C-Limited at 220. It crashed as it was 206, and then last night, it rallied to about $240, I think, or 236. It could rally further out tonight to about 250 or 260, but you should be aware that it might not break above 280 anymore. So no matter how much you like C-Limited, when you were buying 220, you should have been ready that it could go 200 or 180 at the same time, and you should be willing to buy that. So it really is about fluidity and about cash and asset allocation at the end of the day. It's not about the chart. It's actually your exposure. Um, so, yeah. So while the market is still uh, consolidating right now, you'd see that there are winners. And um, last night, the Flintstones era... Um, I'd say that in the in, in the Austin we do have some Flintstone categories that we do love. So example, we did like Macy's and Nordstrom and um and Funko and Disney. And so far, Funko is actually trading at $17. Um do note that we 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 featured even Funko that do you wanna buy Funko for Christmas? Um both uh you know, both for Christmas and really um for the opportunity that if for the opportunity that if the markets really rebounded um, on a reopening move, that um, of course your Disney's and Funko's would uh, would would have an intertwined um, beta move on the upside because of the fact that they were oversold last year in the first place and they didn't participate in the 2020 rally. So so far we're right. Um, all of our Flintstone era com campaign. Uh, well, to me, my Flintstone era is isn't really about the primitives, because not all primitive companies were really primitive. Uh, we saw that Macy's were doing e-commerce. We saw that JWN, uh, Macy's and J JWN, the department stores, we liked it at about six dollars for Macy's, even as high as seven dollars, and about thirteen to seventeen dollars for Nordstrom. But right now they're already trading hundred percent higher. So I'm not really confident in the people who are touting these reopening themes when it's already 150% extensions uh, 
and maybe the the upside is probably just 10%. So if you're not careful, um you might get slammed down in a in a potential um this this talk about growth and and value the the rotation um i would be very careful just like what kathy was saying be careful of value traps because um at some point in time if you don't see um growth in companies like department stores like jwn and um nordstroms and macy's you have to be a little bit careful on them okay so um i'm a little bit afraid if my internet connection will get sour um that's why uh but so so here's funko no so we argue that it's going to have a resistance here at $17. So that's the gap. That's a gap fill. And so far we are doing uh right right about it. So up more than 100% on Funko. Been buying here about 5 6 and really more more so on November with the with the with um with the vaccines. So hello from Toronto. What do you think of Guac? Guac is Goodworks. Um Goodworks is a crypto miner. Um I'd say that um it should benefit with this uh with this crypto blockchain craze. Um and um, it might be some of those packs that are still at $10 that should be going up to about $13 to $14. So Guac is right. We, we have Guac at $10. Um, haven't checked last night how it did. I think it rallied already, right? It's doing $12 already. So um, Guac is already doing $12. I'd say that uh, so far, uh, I'm not sure if my theory is right. I think that SPACs right now are getting sold at about $13, $14, $15. So even if it's a great SPAC, uh, in the short term, there might be resistances. So be a little bit careful. Um, trim some, take some profit, 13 to 15, and then sell only half because if it goes 20, 25, that's even better. Um, your thoughts on Kupang? When's the best time to enter this stock? Um, right now, I'd see that, I see that most of the IPOs are trading at a lofty valuation. Um, Kupang IPO, Roblox direct listing. So although I like them, I'd say that uh, I'd wait about three to six months before I pick it up. Kupang is the Korean e-commerce. Typically for, uh, for, for IPOs, I do think that they go up 100% even if they're already expensive. But I don't want to play that um, momentum game in the IPOs. So uh, personally, I'd stay away from Kupang in the short term. I'd stay away from the Roblox hype even if I like the company in the first place. I like the companies, but um, I'd stay away from them at the short term. Maybe three months from now or six months from now, if they drop, like Affirm did. Affirm has dropped about $70 to $80, by the way. So um, I'm more confident of buying Affirm, Max Levkin, here about $70 to $80. Think that it's go, it goes back to $100. So in the short term, you do have these resistances at $90 to $100. But um, take note that it's still um, way oversold. So I'd say that this has leeway to go higher than lower. Um, so both Baidu and Pintuatuo were doing great. Yeah, I, I do like Baidu and Pintuatuo. But with Pintuatuo, be a little bit careful. I think that $170 above might be a resistance. Um, Pintuatuo has resistance at $170. Baidu, I'm more confident that it might go $300 further. Hi, Nuiki. Um, yeah, so Kupang, I already answered. I think that it's a great IPO, but it's expensive. Thoughts on Vale? I said I like BHP, Vale, and Rio. So all of these uh, commodities, I'm okay with that. But um, you don't want to be entering at any price. So they're doing, do they're doing all-time highs. So your Vale is very strong. Here about $17 and 18 What you want to do in these names is actually see that it's corrective right now. 
And um, any dips at about 17 all the way to about 15 might actually be a supportive area for Vale. Vale is more on the copper and uh, industrial demand play. We're also seeing not just Vale, uh, we're seeing ArcelorMittal uh, and X-Steel, no? US Steel doing well. We were confident on uh, ArcelorMittal, here at about $20, seeing, that, um, seeing the demand of steel in many industries like wind turbines and the clean energy space. Um, so all of your industrial demand is actually, um, your industrial metals in general are all rising, and whether it's ArcelorMittal, uh, MT is one that we like, uh, Rio Tinto should be doing well, BHP, Billiton should be doing well. So these are doing so well, no? BHP, Vale. In general, um, the sector is okay. Um, I'm okay with the sector. Just be careful about entering at any price. Try to buy at a lower price. So, um, yeah. So I'd like to make a warning for everyone who thinks that this rally is very strong. I'd say that um, you have to understand, yet again, pigs get slaughtered and the people who are chicken littles also don't get money. So you need to really be a human being. Be a human, don't be a chicken, but neither be a pig. You are a human being, you're designed to be balanced, so be balanced in how you approach your portfolio. Um, with index rising quite extended, actually some extensions might actually be still frothy. Um, some of your weed names continue to rise. I'd, I'd say that some of your weed names should probably be uh, a resistance to sell into. Last night, your OGI was actually back to $4, and uh, we, were, we were advising to buy OGI at about $1.30 below. So um, I'm not here to, to say that I know the tops, but I'd say that um, it's just normal for people to be taking some profits off these extension moves. So, um, so whatever it is that you have, your best picks, um, just hold your core, hold your positions. Let's say you really love your Baidu, you really love your Pintuato. Well, I would assume that if you love your Baidu and Pintuato, your cost would be less than $100. Um, so you're up significantly on them. But um, just be aware that um, you have to also be able to be flexible. That's all. Um, just be flexible. Markets can go all-time highs. I agree. But um, how you manage your portfolio, whether it's an all-time high or an all-time low. Actually, it's an, not an all-time low, by the way. Um, the market just had a correction. Whether the markets crash 25% or lower, what I want all Austin 10X um, investors to do is to be very much in the buy, buying spree when the crashes come. So that's it. Thank you very much and see you later. Uh, 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. We've got a free Friday class. See you again. Bye-bye. Thanks.